This is Equip and Engage, a podcast by Subsplash, exploring how ministry, technology, and innovation come together to equip churches around the world to engage their communities. Hey, welcome to Equip and Engage. I'm Chris, part of the team here at Subsplash. Really excited to have you along for another episode in our series, See the Good, in which we are interviewing pastors, leaders, CEOs, executives, many others, just to hear what they're experiencing right now in the midst of some unprecedented global circumstances. Today, I'm joined by Jamie Winship, founder of Identity Exchange. Jamie, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really good to connect with you in this strange format. I know we're just a few miles away from each other here in Seattle, um, but here we are just locked down at home, making it happen, still having some cool conversations. So thanks again. Yep. I'd love to dig right in and just um, begin to hear your perspective on uh, what you're seeing in the world right now and in, in your surroundings. But even before we do that, would you just go ahead and tell us a bit about yourself and Identity Exchange and the community that you're part of? What are you up to? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we um, just my background came from was in the police department in Washington, D.C., where I'm from. Um, was recruited by the U.S. government in my fifth year as a detective to challenge to go overseas and work in counterterrorism kind of stuff. And so we've spent 27 years actually overseas working in wow. different conflict zones around um, the Middle East. So from 1990 to 2016 was uh, our time overseas. Um, wow, came that's back. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's been quite a life, quite a life. And so um, then, um, and we discovered in all of that work and all of those different conflict zones was, uh, interestingly, that identity was the key factor in um, countering militant movements, actually. Um, and so came back in the U.S. and moved into the Pacific Northwest and decided we should probably try and see if everything we've learned overseas would work in a U.S. city. And so we've started Identity Exchange, um, is the name of our company. And so we've been doing that here in the Seattle area for, we just started our third year. Wow, so. that's incredible. So from one Washington around the world for a decade and a half to another Washington working with right. Seattleites, that's incredible. Yeah. What, kind of, what kind of people are you working with just day to day? And uh, what's the nature of you know, the conversations you're having with them? Well, so we work, um, we work really with all kinds of um, people. We've, we've um, done work in public schools, um, done work with police departments, um, yeah. with, um, religious organizations, and then marketplace, all kinds of different groups. Yeah. Anywhere, where, anywhere where there's um, where conflict prevents creativity and um, growth. Wow. So that's pretty much everywhere, actually. Yeah, that sounds like about everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I get you already. You're going to bring some really cool perspective to this um, just and what's going on in the world right now. So we'd just open, love to open it up and hear from you. Where are you seeing the good in your surroundings and even in the world right now? Well, it's, it, we're, we have an interesting perspective because I've lived in a lot of places. My wife and I and our kids were always with us. Um, and we've lived in scenarios where we've been in lockdown, so to speak, for uh, 14 months at a time because we're living in a city that's in a war zone and um, we're, we weren't military. So we lived just among the regular population wherever the conflict was occurring. And so a lot of that time, you know, we had we didn't have freedom of movement um, because we were yeah. foreigners or whatever. And so um, we've we've learned over the years to really value those times and um, I, kind of our 
thing that we've really learned and we're, we're practicing it here is that chaos times of chaos or what seems like disorder are times to reorder that's mm-hmm. chaos can wow. lead to incredible creativity because um you know systems move from order to disorder to reorder yeah. and so the disorder although it's uncomfortable is always valuable for reordering things that you might not have even thought about so that's always an advantage to this type of situation yeah that's very interesting perspective and um, just crazy to think how oh, this is not the first time you've been in this sort of situation, obviously very different circumstances, but in term, terms of stay at home and lockdown for extended periods of time, you you're back in this probably didn't expect it would be in the U S as soon as it has come. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Crazy to think about, but I really love that. Um, just that sequence you described from disorder to reorder is what you said. Is that right? From order to disorder to reorder. You can't go from order to reorder without disorder. It's impossible. Yeah. We yeah. tried to, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that yeah. everybody listening would agree with you that what's happening right now looks something like disorder. So yeah, absolutely. I'd love to yeah. hear it. Just the opportunity that you see in that is really cool. Well, yeah. how are you seeing uh, You know, your organization, could be organization or could just be people in general, how are you seeing them sort of adapt and change for the better in the midst of this disorder moving toward reorder yeah well one of the things i mean and for us in our in our vocational life if you can imagine so we weren't just locked down with our family we were locked down with our work team so if you can imagine that that you're in a small single dwelling location with eight of your coworkers. And wow. so not only do you have to adjust just in your own personal life, in your family life, but you're adjusting that close proximity with other people. Sure. Um, and so one of the, again, one of the things that happens is you learn very quickly how much time you spend self-protecting and self-promoting in relationships on a regular basis. When you're in close proximity, that self-protecting and self-promoting actually creates separation in a team, in a marriage, in a parent-child relationship, yeah. um, because you can't be your true self when you're self-protecting and self-promoting. So when your system gets thrown out of whack and everything that you depend on kind of gets taken away from you, the real you is there, the yeah. true you. And for a lot of us, that is not where we want to be. We avoid yeah. that most of our life, even unintentionally. We just don't know what the real me is like because I have so many props and things around me to depend on. Um, so again, that's a value of being in a chaotic system. Yeah. Is is to discover who am I really, what do I really depend on? What things do I get identity from that aren't actually stable or real? Yeah. When those go away, then you get to look at yourself really clearly and honestly in the mirror and say, wow. But, uh, but actually you end up being quite surprised that the real you is much greater much more compassionate, much more creative than the false, the imposter self that we live in so much. Interesting. Wow, that's really fascinating to me. And I'm just curious in the conversations you're having uh, with people in this time, you know, what sort of conclusions are they coming to or what what growth are they achieving? I mean, what's sort of the, the impact of that whole process you just described? Well, the, the, the thing that you want to make sure that you're doing in a, in a time of disorder is that you're truth telling. You want to, and so that means embracing pretty aggressively and 
um, and without, uh, strongly is negative emotion. Negative emotion tells you, tells a person what they believe about themselves, the world that they're in, or people around them that's false. That's the value of negative emotion. So when, the, when that fear starts creeping up, it's like we want to use the fear. It's a, it's a help to us if we'll face it and go through it rather than try and find ways to get rid of it. Yeah. So that's, that's a value. And just I'm challenging people, tell me what you're afraid of. When did you learn to be afraid of these things? Yep. Um, that kind of thing. Super valuable. And as people embrace it, it takes away their fear. And then when we come out of it, when you come into the reorder, you're, you're reordering minus things that you were afraid of or things about yourself that you were afraid of that the disorder reveals. And now you're out of it. And hopefully yep. you come out at another level of yourself. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to hear what um, you'll say to this. What do you think will be some of the positive long-term impact of, of all of this change? What do you think it's going to look like when the dust settles? So to speak? Right. Well, I hope one that will value community more. Yeah. I, we're really, I mean, I was talking to one of my friends today and one of my coworkers and she said, I just miss, you know, going down to the coffee shop and just being yep. together with people. So I hope, I hope, and especially in our culture that tends to be isolated anyway, that we'll really see the value of just my identity being with other identities and how well they work together and how much we need each other. Maybe more than anything else, that one. Because we are, we are moving into isolation, and this kind of threw us way deeper into it than we anticipated. So I'm hoping yes. we'll learn the balance between Zoom and face-to-face, -face, being able to actually have contact with people, I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, I'd also be curious just to hear in this season, what, what are some things that you're implementing, even for yourself, or it could be for organization, just some, some change that you're intentionally seeking out, ways you're pivoting that you're seeing some benefit from? Yeah, so just one little process that we, we actually used to teach um, with, with people involved in militant groups and all of that, but was a simple process. We called it truth, tell, mind change, form change. It's just a little circular process that we do every day. So every morning when I get up, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I wanna say out loud the truth of what, how I feel about the situation that I'm in today. What's the truth? Yeah. Because if we won't tell the truth, then there's no chance for our mind to change on issues. Right. Absolutely. And then, if, yep. and, and then the mind change allows for form change. So, so let's just get in the practice of waking up saying I'm disoriented. I'm scared. I'm concerned about our economic future. I realize I can't rely on the economic system to provide for me forever. Right. That it's, that it's volatile. We can tell the truth about that, which allows me to think about money in a different way, which allows me to think about relationship in a different way. And then, actually to change the form of how I do things. So just that little process, truth, yeah. tell, mind change, form change. So that when we, again, as we come out of this, it's, we're, we, we not only are better truth tellers, that we're willing, our mind is more flexible about things and we're willing to change the form of things, which most of us won't do. Yeah. We get in these fear right. loops and this, this fear repetition um, and we, we won't change it. Yeah, until something like this happens. And this is, so it's, again, it's an opportunity, but just to have, so we just have these simple processes that we walk people through. And because we always worked in times of pretty intense conflict and trauma, right. That, that kind of thinking and self-awareness 
allows you to really, it's amazing what humans are capable of is unbelievable. It's beautiful and what they can yeah. go through and, and how resilient they actually are. So this is a time to see that, to exercise that. I, I love that little process. It's so simple and yet also really incisive. Uh, that's great. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing tomorrow morning. Thanks for that, Jamie. <laughs> Much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. This is really good. I just love your perspective on this, Jamie. Um, so really thanks for taking a few minutes here just to sure. tell us how you're seeing the world right now um, yep. and tell us what it's going to look like in a couple of months or a year from now in your perspective anyway. So yeah so good thanks again jamie and thanks also yeah. just everyone for checking out equip and engage we'll be back for more episodes just like this talking to leaders like jamie to hear their perspectives on these current events and i think learning just a lot along the way so make sure you're following or subscribe just to catch these future conversations thanks again jamie thanks everyone for checking this out thanks for tuning in to equip and engage where we're sharing insights learned from thousands of conversations with leaders and pastors around the world to follow along with these conversations, subscribe today or visit our website.